Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tree City Sports Podcast. I am your host, as usual, Andrew Baker, here with my co-host, as usual, Graham Moen. Yep, we are back again. It's a little bit earlier this time, but we're definitely here uh, covering the Browns, and at least the game was more interesting this past week than it was for uh, for those who watched the 49ers debacle, but still, the same result happened, and the Browns are now down to 2-4. and four. Yeah, so... Disclaimer, I have the hiccups, so hopefully you don't hear that, but you may deal with it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of the bar for the Browns at this point through six games is at least it wasn't as bad as last week, and that's not where we thought we were going to be before the season, but it's where we are. And instead of doing kind of a full breakdown of the Seahawks game from this Sunday – Going into the bye week, Graham and I are going to do something a little different. We're basically going to discuss what we think the biggest issue has been for the Browns this season. And the question is, <coughs> Freddie Kitchens, Baker Mayfield, or everything else? And, you know, Graham, you and I were watching the game on Sunday. and Unfortunately. It's just the team looks so good in the first half. Oh, yeah. And then – a combination of bad decision-making by Freddie Kitchens, bad throws by Baker Mayfield, and a defense that couldn't stop the run ended up giving the Browns the loss. And I think, obviously, it's a combination of all three of these things. But I'll let you go ahead and try first. What, to you, has been the biggest issue for the Browns this season? Is it Freddie Kitchens? Is it Baker Mayfield? Or is it the rest? I mean, obviously, when we get into it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a combination of all three. But really, I think if you really break it down and look at each individual party and see how they've played a factor, I think it's obvious for me, at least, that Freddie Kitchens right now and this coaching staff, whether it's just Freddie Kitchens or if it's also the coaching staff, they are not putting this team in position to succeed. At least they're not doing something consistently. Now, granted, The players have some responsibility on this as well, but I feel like the decisions that are being made in game, some of the adjustments that are not being made, those things start with the coaches. And I feel like if those things are not going to happen and if we're going to continue to have similar issues all year at the same positions, it's going to be a real problem for the Browns if they really want to sustain any type of success this year. So for Freddie, it's really a lot that's on him because I don't know if he's doing a good job of being a manager of the game where at the same time he's calling plays because this is his first time he's been a head coach and really this first full year as an offensive play caller as well. So he is doing a lot of different things that maybe you're taking away his focus from worrying about the details because I've said it so many times games are won and lost based on details and the Browns frankly got outplayed by the team at the end of the game by teams that were by a team like Seattle that was able to follow their script get through the game trust in their process and their team and their coaches. And they were able to come out victorious. Yeah. I, I think if Baker Mayfield had played better this season, the Browns would be three and three or four and two. And I don't think Freddie kitchens would be getting nearly as much heat as he is, but I agree that, Freddie is really struggling in terms of being a head coach. I think a lot of people have complained about the play calling. I think the play calling has been like, okay. I don't think it's been that bad. It's been inconsistent. I I just think that people, when a play doesn't work, automatically assume it was a bad play call. 
which I don't think is always the case. I think if you told me before the season that this Browns offense with all this firepower, the wide receivers, which this group has been Damian Ratley, Antonio Callaway, Rashard Higgins, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. If you told me that group of five players has one touchdown reception through six games this season, I mean, that's, it's pretty shocking. Yeah. Especially considering all the success this team had last year throwing to the receiver, even without having Odell Beckham Jr. And I think that the passing game offensively is the single reason, if you had to point to anything, as to why the Browns haven't had success so far. And I think the rush defense has been struggling. Yeah. I think the running game on offense has been great week to week. And it was, again, even this week against Seattle, Nick Chubb had another good game despite losing one fumble, his first fumble of his career, which is pretty impressive 18 games in. Right. Everyone's going to have one at some point. But, you know, for Freddie Kitchens, you know, at a certain point, there's going to reach a breaking point. And I don't think it's after six games into his head coaching career. But it could very well be after the season if the team doesn't meet expectations. Because if this team goes seven and nine, eight and eight, something like that, there's going to have to be some type of repercussion. And I can tell you, it's not going to be Baker Mayfield getting traded or cut. That's just not, it's, you know, Freddie is going to take the fall for Baker if Baker continues to play poorly. And that's just how it goes in the NFL sometimes. But the Browns are two and four. Their next three games after their bye week are at New England, at Denver and Buffalo. New England is the best team in football right now. Buffalo has the second best record in the AFC and Denver is a tough road environment who is rebounding after a tough start, who's won two games in a row. And again, I don't know if the lack of cohesiveness and the lack of organization on offense, which has gotten better, but certainly hasn't improved to where it needs to improve to. Right. I don't know if that's mostly due to, you know, Freddie having Todd Munkin on his staff and kind of those meshing of the two offenses. I don't know what it is. Because Freddie Kitchens got this job because of his play calling last year and what he was able to do with Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield's still here, and Nick Chubb is still here, and the offensive line for the most part is still here, aside from Zeitler, of course, who is a big loss, to be fair. But I think the biggest concern for me in terms of Freddie Kitchens has been the decision-making as a head coach, which is the point I was beginning to make five minutes ago when I started this rant. (laughs) So I think the play calling has been okay. And I think that generally it seems like the players like Freddie. And I don't think there's been a lot of, you know, locker room issues with this team by any stretch of the imagination. I think Odell Beckham has been putting on, you know, a good face despite the fact the team has struggled and he's not getting the ball. Well, he did get the ball this past week, though. That's the thing is he's dropping the ball when he does get it. Well, but I think he had over 100 yards. Before we get into the receivers and the passing game, Freddie Kitchens, the things that bother me about Freddie Kitchens are this. So in the first half, the Browns are leading 20 to 6, which against the Seahawks is a really impressive half. Right. They're driving with a chance to go up three scores, which three scores is really hard to come back from. I don't care if you're Russell Wilson, the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And Freddie, this is what this is not me just saying this. Freddie said this to reporters. There was 96 seconds to go. The Browns had the ball around the 15-yard line. They had all three timeouts. Seattle had one timeout. Freddie was telling Baker Mayfield to hurry up, snap the ball, run the offense quickly to try and score with the mindset that you could give the ball back to Seattle 
stop them, call all three timeouts, and get the ball back, which is one of the most asinine things I've ever heard. Every great coach that's good at clock management in that situation would have saved the timeouts, would have ran the clock down as far as possible before trying to score and not given Seattle the ball back. But instead, Freddie Kitchens was in such a rush to be aggressive that not only did the Browns not even score, Seattle got the ball back with enough time that they went and scored, and the Browns went into halftime up six points. And that, to me, was the minute and a half that changed the entire game and led to the Browns' loss. And that's, uh, look, the decision-making, you know, the throw by Baker, the interception, is a problem, but it went off of a receiver's hands, which has happened several times this season, including on the game-ending interception to Hilliard, who just flat-out dropped the ball. Yeah. And that's happened too much. But again, we wouldn't have been there without Freddie Kitchens rushing Baker, trying to force him to score quickly, get the ball back. It just makes no sense. And there's been so many instances of Freddie Kitchens doing things like this where it just shows to me that he's not able to handle – the decision-making of being a head coach in addition to calling plays. And I don't know if he wasn't calling plays, if he'd get better at that. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe so. I don't know. But either way, he's shown to me that he's not capable of doing all that because there have just been so many decisions that don't make sense. Then he explains them later, and it's like – They still don't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And I think that to me is, I think, the number one biggest concern. And – you win and lose because of players for the most part. But I think when you have a coach that doesn't really have, look at all the great teams. They have a head coach that has a cohesive plan and doesn't, you know, stays calm and knows what the smart thing to do is in any given circumstance. And I haven't seen that. Is there anything else you want to say about Freddie or do you want to move on to Baker? I mean, when it comes to Freddie, I mean, I think at this point we know that he's having these struggles and without the consistency that he is going to bring both calling plays and getting better as a decision maker, it's going to be really difficult for the Browns to win these close games that they find themselves in a lot when they are with the one exception of the Ravens game. They're going to play close game, close games against teams that are going to be good potential opponents, potential playoff contenders. So they're going to have to learn how to close these games out. I mean, Baker himself, he's, he looked better, but at the same time, a couple of the picks that happened were because of a poor execution by the entire team. But all at the same time, that's also on Baker, just not thinking about it and trying to maybe hold the ball for even another split second before throwing the ball. Because if he does, if he doesn't do that, and right now he's just kind of throwing the ball out there and like immediately just kind of doing it, it's going to make it really difficult. And it's also going to be become predictable for teams as they go out there. So the Browns really, especially Baker Mayfield, they need to get better at running sets that, also don't have their wide receivers running into each other because that's what caused an interception. And that's happened multiple times this year where the wide receivers aren't lined up wide enough from each other. So then the routes get messed up. And that's a big deal. When you run routes, routes are such a precise thing that you have to be able to make sure you do the right amount of yards, how you cut. If you do it too early, that could mess up another teammate or it can make it so you're not open on the play. So Baker needs to get on the same page when it comes to that with his receivers because he's also overthrowing the F out of his receivers a lot of times. And when he has, and his footwork has really deteriorated in instances where he's getting pressured. And you can see some of that when he does those throws, when he does those off the back foot throws that get picked off. And that's why he's leading the league in interceptions with 11. So it's kind of crazy to see what he's been doing, but at the same time, he, 
he has been not the player that we had hoped he was going to be after that promising start last year, at least for the moment. Yeah, that's that's the thing about Baker Mayfield is what we saw last year was a quarterback who made quick decisions, and I think he's been up and down in that regard this season. I think for the most part against Seattle – Baker played in the pocket really well. The offensive line was good this week. Yeah. He stayed in the pocket ever since that Rams debacle. He's been fine at staying in the pocket, although against the, against the Niners, he didn't really even have time to make decisions. He was just getting sacked. Yeah. But I think that has kind of been coached up to where now he's finally comfortable staying in the pocket again, which was something he was not doing early in the season. And I think that's a good improvement. The, the really alarming thing, like you said, is the, is the lack of accuracy. And that was what he – last year – I mean, he made so many throws last year that, I, that you and I and everyone said that we have never seen a Browns quarterback make that throw, where he was throwing into shoebox size, you know, targets and making the throws over and over again. And you mentioned the footwork. I don't know if it's the footwork. I don't know if he's nursing some injury we don't know about. I don't know if he's just been kind of, you know, skittish because of the offensive line struggles. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, Baker Mayfield is no longer an accurate quarterback this season. <clears throat> and it's not helping, obviously, that the receivers are dropping the ball. And yeah. another example is like this week, this goes into Freddie Kitchens, is Rashard Higgins is finally healthy. And Rashard Higgins was Baker Mayfield's favorite target last season. He was a guy that they had really good chemistry with and a guy that reliably catches the ball every time. Absolutely. Higgins is a really good receiver. He very receiver. rarely drops yes. the ball. He's not special in terms of talent or in terms of explosiveness, but he catches the ball and he runs the correct routes. Yeah. He's a professional wide receiver, and he's got a good connection with Baker Mayfield, and he's healthy. And evidently this week, Freddie Kitchens decided that Antonio Callaway had a, quote, good week of practice and had earned the number three receiver role. Which um, did he watch the game last week? And that's the problem is, you know, having a good week of practice is good. And Antonio Callaway has some talent, but he he really didn't play well last week. And for an offense that is struggling so much with drops, not playing Higgins makes no sense to me. And yet at the same time, Odell Beckham has three drops. Hilliard drops that ball that leads to an interception. Landry drops a pass in the end that leads to an interception. And this is the thing about the Browns this year is you just can't blame one person because if the offense wouldn't have been rushing at the end of the first half, maybe Baker wouldn't have tried to force the ball in the end zone and thrown behind Landry and, you know, let that become a bad throw. Right. But maybe if Landry had just caught the ball, which did him in the hands, it would have been a touchdown. Maybe if Higgins was in there instead of Callaway, maybe if Landry had caught the balls that were thrown his way, which he still had over 100 yards, which – You mean Beckham? Yeah, Beckham, excuse me. And this is the thing is, if you have deterioration in one area, which is decision-making by the head coach or accuracy of the quarterback or receiver's hands, all of a sudden, every facet looks worse. And these things are all connected. Baker looks worse because the receivers are dropping the ball. The receivers look worse because Baker's throwing behind them. The offense looks worse because Freddie's play calling has been up and down and he's not making smart decisions. And it's just... For a team with so much talent to be two and four right now, and granted they've played a tough schedule and they will continue to play a tough schedule the next three games. It's just I'm not shocked by it because let's be honest, I'm a Browns fan and nothing could ever shock me. Right. But I'm with the you. amount of talent and the amount that this team seems to like playing with each other and being coached by Freddie, it just it's really maddening to watch a team where it's always something something 
All right, so we had a little bit of an audio issue there. Our uh, recording just randomly cut itself off mid-sentence. Yeah. But what I was saying was that it's very frustrating because this team has an incredible amount of talent, and they seem to like playing together. There doesn't seem to be any chemistry issues. There's talent there. It's just a receiver drops a ball, a throw is behind someone, defense can't stop the run, Freddie makes a bad choice. Whatever it is, this team is underperforming expectations despite admittedly a tough schedule. And, you know, it's time for us to discuss new expectations for the team, I think. Because coming into the year, this team was supposed to be a playoff team, and it's going to be very tough for them to do that. Like we said, at New England, at Denver, home against Buffalo. Then there's seven games against mostly, you know, not good teams. But but still, it's what, such a small margin of error. What, what would your expectations be for the rest of the season realistically, in terms of Freddie, in terms of Baker, in terms of the team overall? I mean, I think ideally, if I think best case scenario if you're a Browns fan is that they finish nine and seven and that they fight for a wild card spot. Because, but at the same time, I really think you have to be like we've talked about before. You have to be concerned about what's happening during these first six games because it is becoming somewhat of a trend, not just a trend. It's become part of the team, like Andrew mentioned on last week's podcast. But Freddie Kitchens, I think it, we really just need to see him improve as a play caller. Not as not as a play call, improve as someone working with the in-game management. They really have to be on top of their game when it comes to figuring out, you know, making sure he knows everything that's going on in the game, making sure that he's not spending all of his time just so much on offense that maybe it does affect the entire team because he that's just he's just ingrained in doing that stuff. So he's trying to be aggressive elsewhere. But right now that's not helping the Browns. So I think he needs to take a step back and just kind of calm down, let his play calling do some work because he has been successful in stretches. And I think the play calling hasn't been terrible, but at the same time, it just hasn't been consistent. So I just think he needs to make sure he understands all the different things he needs to do as a head coach. And then the play calling will come because he is good at making calls. I mean, the Browns have had a lot of creative and thoughtful ideas that have gotten a lot of good plays and have been executed well. So I think he's shown the ability to do that. We just have to see him do better in the minute details of the game because that's going to be an issue to begin with. Now, Baker, I mean, it's simple. He just has to get back to his having his footwork normal, making sure he's not panicking all the time and trying to run to the right. And at the same time, he needs to make sure he's set and he is making decisions that are quick and decisive when he is throwing the ball as opposed to hesitating a lot of times like he does on a pretty frequent basis. Yeah, that's the thing about this Browns team is the talent is still there. And I think the defense has been pretty average this year. I mean, they're struggling to stop the run, but that's just not how they're built. This team, this defense is built to play with an offense that scores a lot of points. They're built to stop the pass and rush the passer. They're not built to be a great rushing defense, and I don't think they are going to be a good rushing defense going forward. So I think, you know, more than most teams, it's important for the Browns to get ahead early. Of course, they got ahead against Seattle and still blew it. So, But, you know, they're not going to play Russell Wilson every week. I think the biggest concern I have is that, you know, that decision-making for Freddie, I don't know if he's going to suddenly become a logical thinker like that. I think, I think the offense is going to improve pretty rapidly. I I just don't think that Baker Mayfield is going to be, you know, as terrible as he has. He, what he showed last year was the potential to be a really good quarterback. I don't think either of us thought that he was going to be, like, you know, like a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning tier quarterback. But if he can be an above average quarterback consistently, I I don't see any reason he can't be that. And I don't see any reason his 
you know, accuracy can't improve this season. I also don't expect Odell Beckham to, to continue to drop the ball, Jarvis Landry to drop the ball. I don't expect Rashard Higgins to never play. Yeah. I think this team already has a good rushing offense, and I think if Baker gets a little more accurate and the receivers catch the ball a little bit better, all of a sudden the offense looks a lot different. Because let's be honest, if Baker didn't have, what is it, like four or five interceptions that probably shouldn't have been interceptions, yeah. his stat line looks a lot different. And that's not to say he's been great, but if he improves his accuracy a little bit and the receivers catch the ball a little bit better, the team looks a lot different. And the defense is able to play from ahead more. And plus, like we said, the schedule gets a lot easier. And I think if Freddie Kitchens does anything well, it's design an offense that goes out there and gets it. I, you know, the aggressiveness sometimes has been a bit much, but I think he still, obviously he and Baker still have a good relationship. And I think the players for the most part still enjoy playing for him. I think the fact that he takes accountability for what happens when the team loses is a, you know, nice when compared to, you know, Hugh Jackson, for example. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> or and I think, get the F I think that's office. the alarming thing for me is that the decision-making as a head coach kind of reminds me of Hugh Jackson and other Browns coaches. Yeah, I don't, don't think – Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I don't think he's nearly as bad in a lot of other phases. And I think, you know, taking responsibility for your mistakes is a good thing. I, if you had to say right now, would Freddie be the coach next year at this time, what would you say? I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say, I mean, the way if, if they're going to play the way they have been playing throughout this season, I don't think they're going to finish where a lot of people expected them to, which I think would mean that Freddie Kitchens would probably end up losing his job because this team had a lot of high expectations going into the year. They had a lot of promise with all the talent they brought in with the coaching staff they supposedly had in a quarterback that was really ascending in his rookie year to becoming one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. And all of a sudden, it just seems like some things have regressed. Some things haven't gotten much better. And there's still some issues that are happening that I think can be coached. And if that continues to happen and these players aren't doing well, granted, some of the responsibility is on the players. And But the coaches have to know when the, when those players are messing up to take them out and have put in other players that are going to do the job. Like Odell Beckham, when he dropped three passes, that's when you put in people like Higgins because you have to have that type of thing. I don't... I wouldn't expect Freddie to be the coach if it continues like this and if they finish below expectations. Yeah, John Dorsey is not one to play around or wait or allow mistakes to happen. And I think that John Dorsey sees this roster and says, this roster is good enough to win. I think we all do. Yeah, It's not perfect. We all know the offensive line, especially the tackles, needs work. We all know the defense could still use some depth along the line. But end of the day... This roster is too talented to be two and four. And I think they're going to lose to New England after the bye week. I just don't see this team being able to be good enough to beat New England, even as talented as they are. Yeah. I think if they, you know, win at Denver or at home against Buffalo, they're looking at three and six. And I, I think that the Baltimore Ravens are a good enough team. They're going to win 10 games. And I just don't see the Browns being able to win 10 games unless they do something. They'd have to run the table after that. Unless they do something like winning in New England, which again, I just don't see doesn't mean it couldn't happen i have no idea what to expect from this browns game week to week just because i mean who does really yeah but I, I i really expect the offense to improve i expect the penalties to maybe still be an issue but less so i expect the receivers to catch the ball and baker to get more accurate i think the defense will be average and i think this team's gonna be a top 10 offense the rest of the season i really think that the talent is too much for it to not be and i think that freddie 
is a good enough offensive mind that that will not be the problem. It wouldn't surprise me if some dumb decisions by Freddie and or Baker cost them another game or two. That's just kind of how this what this team has showed so far. Yeah, that's true. But the schedule's really soft the second half of the year, and there's bad teams. We've seen a lot of bad teams in Cleveland the second half of an NFL season. Bad teams, after they're already worn down, give up a lot. Yeah, and I think the we're Browns face a lot of those. And I think the Browns' offense is going to be good enough. They're going to put up a lot of points against a lot of bad teams. And will that be enough for Freddie to save his job? I don't know. Maybe John Dorsey has seen enough already to where he says, "Hey, look, if Freddie can't make these high end decisions during the game, maybe he's not the right guy. Maybe the offense will be so good." He says, "Wow." Maybe we can just get him someone to explain the clock and how to use timeouts. Mm-hmm. And the offense is good enough that we can keep rolling forward with it. I don't know if Todd Munkin and Freddie can work out together. It really, it's hard for me to not think that that's part of the issue with the offense is those two totally different systems. Trying I, def- to mesh. I agree with that. Absolutely. I think there's definitely issues like that when it comes to those two systems meshing. And I, they're both really good offensive minds to be fair. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a chance that those minds kind of mesh and everything comes together and the Browns, you know, pull off a miracle run. It's, it would not shock me, but it would surprise me. I end of the day, I expect the Browns to finish around 500 and that would mean they're an above average football team the rest of the year. And that's what I think. Sure. I don't think it'll be enough to get them to where they needed to be before the season, what the expectations were, but I think it'll be enough that we're entertained and it'll give us hope. They can be a playoff team next year. Yeah. I mean, that's all we can really hope for. I think, I mean, just, yeah. we have to, at least for right now. And if they continue to play better and if they have a big streak, then we can, cross that bridge when we get there but right now it's just the browns just have to play better they have to execute better they gotta get better at the details or else they're going to continue to find themselves on the short end of these close games and details come down to coaching and if the browns don't find those details freddie kitchens may find himself on the short end of the stick as a coach and six games in is not enough to say definitively he's not a good nfl head coach but like i said those decisions that he's making are pretty problematic to me because I don't think you just gain that ability to make those decisions. But we'll find out. We've got two weeks with no Browns games. They play at New England on October the 27th, Sunday, yeah, two yeah. weeks from now. If, if the Browns pull off a miracle in New England, the whole season looks different, just like it looked different after they beat Baltimore, and just like it may have looked different if they would have beat Seattle this week. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, so we'll see. We will have a Cavs podcast uh, coming up for you this weekend. Cavs season starts in about nine days. Which is it's it always comes up quick to me, just like line basketball, baby. That's right. We're gonna do fundamentals and we're gonna pass the ball and play together. <laughs> I think lame. the Cavs will be. I'll say this: I think the Cavs will be entertaining this year. I also think I they will so. be bad. <laughs> you can be both in the NBA. Yes, okay. you can. Um, please check out Treacy Sports on Twitter or Treacy Sports Treacy Records as well. Uh, Tracy records is our crew. You all know that by now I'm at a Baker underscore sports on Twitter. Graham is G T M O H A N on Twitter. You also know that by now I want to give a shout out to, uh, Brian. I w- he is a, uh, friend or a husband, I should say of my girlfriend's, one of my girlfriend's friends growing up. We were at a wedding in Toledo this weekend and he went out of his way to tell me that he does listen to the podcast and he thinks we're really good. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, thank you. We really appreciate anyone who listens to us and takes the time out of their day to listen to us in their ear. Not, you know, and uh, where else would they listen? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Graham. <laughs> I don't know where else they'd listen, but the point is we really appreciate anyone takes time to listen. Yeah. We appreciate any feedback or ratings and reviews as well. 
Uh, keep listening. We'll have some cast podcasts next weekend. We'll have some more NFL and NBA general content coming up as well. You know, we'll, we'll definitely keep podcasting at least once a week. And once the Cavs are in season, probably more often than that. Yeah. And last thing, make sure you check out Red and Blue. We just put out a new episode that is part of the Tree City Sports Podcast Network. Absolutely. Red and Blue. How's uh how's how's the Premier League shaking out, Graham? Uh Liverpool's winning by a lot. Liverpool's winning by a lot. There you go. There's your <laughs> there's your soccer 10 seconds. We'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Peace.